Hey, good afternoon, or morning, whatever, Merry Christmas, this is Bible Talk with Jane and Shannon, I'm Jane. And I'm Shannon, and this is Christmas Eve, we are doing this. Yes, and it's, we're doing the Chris, a message from Christmas, or the Christmas message, I don't know what I'm going to type out, but it's about Christmas and a message that we can use every single day of our lives, that's what Christmas, it's not just for one day, it's for always, and what, oh, it's still playing a little bit. There we go. go. And today, also, we have a very special guest. This person will show up eventually. And if you do hear our um, cow mooing in the background, that's a Christmas ambiance. It's also hawking. So we're reporting from our local stable, our dining room. (laughs) So anyway, so I was thinking about this. And I know we were going to do something on prayer again. And maybe we will next week. But I... And I know they also say Christmas is for children, and I think the the and it's fun to give gifts. But I think that part is a lot for children because they get so excited, and then you get it's so much fun to to share that with kids. But as I get older, it's just I mean it's always been about Jesus, but I have realized more and more how important this message is that that do not fear, do not fear. The angel mm-hmm. said this to all the people who are part of. Uh, traditional Christmas stories that that we you know talk about at Christmas, but I, I want to share from Isaiah because this is when Jesus was uh, Jesus's birth was prophesied, and it, this is uh, Isaiah. Well, one of the places, not the only place, but Isaiah seven. And let me get to it. Isaiah seven. This is I obviously Isaiah, and he is speaking to the king. The, current king at the time and um he sent to uh the king of judah who is ahaz at the time and he's having um a bunch of uh, huge countries and their kings coming up to attack him and of course he's scared and and i'm just going to start in in okay verse three in chapter seven and the lord said to isaiah go out to meet ahaz you and shear jashub your son at the end of the conduit of the upper pool on the highway to the washer's field, and say to him, Be careful, be quiet, do not fear, and do not let your heart be faint because of these two smoldering stumps of firebrands. Okay, and then, then he's going to say, I'm going to conquer Syria, I'm conquering Rezin, Ephraim. And then he says later, he t- says to Isaiah, Ahaz, in chapter in the same chapter, verse 10, Ask a sign of the Lord your God. Let it be deep as Sheol or as high as heaven. So he's saying, ask a sign for this. I said, do not fear. What will help you not fear? Mm -hmm. But Ahaz said, I will not ask, and I will not put the Lord to the test. And he said, hear then, O house of David, is it too little for you to weary men, that you weary my God also, says Isaiah? Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. So even back then, he was giving him hope. We don't need to live in the darkness. You don't need to fear. God has this. And mm. I think that is, that is the, I was thinking that that's the message, you know, that we do not need to fear anymore. And I think in our present climate of society, of the world, fear is being advertised. Fear is being pushed at everyone with everything they talk about. Right. The whole world is... It's kind of gripped in fear, whether it's COVID, whether it's 
economics. Economics or politics or doesn't matter. Who knows what? That fear is is the number one seller on all of these places. And people buy into it. Oh, the media sells fear. Everybody is supposed to be afraid and live in fear, and we're supposed to do things because we're afraid. And God is not asking us to do that at all. And on the contrary, it does just the opposite. Yes, and just the opposite. Um, Can I have a couple? Two? Psalm thirty-four, okay, four through five. I sought the Lord, and He answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to Him are radiant, and their faces shall never be ashamed. Yeah, we can't I sought the Lord, and He answered me and delivered me from my fears. Amen. You know, there are a lot of there are a lot of things that go on in in life, um, and a lot of times as Christians, we are not spared some of the challenges of life. We're not spared, any, but I don't think, yeah, we are cha- we are spared the fear yes. as long as we give it to God and let it go. Yep, we are spared the fear of all those things. We can't be fearing and having faith. It's fear or faith. Just. Take your pick. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Isaiah 9 says, verse 2, and I'm going to just read a few verses from Uh Isaiah 9. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them his light shone. For the yoke of his burden, the staff for his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice, with righteousness, from this time forth and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. I love those verses. Yeah, I want to go into just a little bit. You talked about the naming of Jesus in there. Yeah are two names that we know Jesus by. One we use especially this time of year because of hymns, mm-hmm. and that's Emmanuel. Mm-hmm. And Emmanuel means God with us. Mm-hmm. That is the meaning of the word. The other one, of course, is Jesus. Amen. And sometimes we forget what Jesus means, and that is God is salvation. Mm. Uh, Jesus in the uh, New Testament world probably wouldn't, would have been translated as Joshua, mm-hmm. which means Yahweh saves, Yah saves. Mm-hmm. So um, that is that is the whole concept of, of this Christmas talk that we're having right here, is that we don't need to fear because Christ is here. We already have received mm-hmm. the gift kind of that takes away... It was a run. It was really it's nice. A gift yeah. that takes, it, it's a gift that takes away our fear, and that's, that's what Christ really did by bringing us the hope of, of salvation. Mm-hmm. I love that. And then I, I, I want to think about or talk about how sometimes with all this fear, people can feel lost mm-hmm. and feeling lost. Oh, our our special guest is almost here, but I'm going to share this story before this person comes. All right. So I was trying to remember the last time I felt really lost and I was scared. And I do remember one when uh, a few years ago we uh, traveled to Colorado for a wedding and it, I volunteered to go find some food, and it was it was in the summertime, but it was really late, so it was dark. And we were in Aspen, weren't we in Aspen, Colorado? I don't remember. I don't remember, but it was really dark, and the streets were windy, and I, and I didn't have a smartphone at that time, and, but everyone else did, so it wasn't like that long ago. I I could have had one, but I was a little stubborn, and so I found a Burger King. 
and I bought food for everybody, and then I didn't know my way back to the hotel. I don't even know if I knew the name of the hotel, and I got scared because every gas station I stopped at, it was like these people, they were not Americans, or they were not local, because I'd say, where is this hotel? I must have known that. And they're like, I don't know. And I couldn't believe it. Every single, I, I probably stopped at three gas stations. And I was so lost. And I was crying. And I was tired. That was part of, part of it. And I um, I did finally call Shannon, if you remember that. And I'm on the phone. And I said, Shannon, I'm lost. I don't even know where to go. And Shannon said, okay, tell me what's closest. What What can you see? And I told him the name of the street, the name of a building that I was at. And then Shannon was able to navigate me home. And it was so scary. I was crying. And I just, you know, it would be horrible if if you lived life like that, that you were scared to death, you didn't know where you were. Um, and I guess emotionally that's how people can feel feel when they're fearful. It's just a... And our guest uh, was here, but that person wandered past us. That person will be back eventually, maybe by the end of the podcast. Um, one of the things I want to talk about when it comes to fear is there's so much fear ingrained in us right now. And yeah. it has been in the last few years, especially with all the COVID stuff. And trust me, um, I understand the concept of COVID. I was, was, almost I was in a bad way myself with it. But um, every time they move the goalpost on us and they tell us, well, we're going to get a vaccine for it. Okay, well, then you need two shots for the vaccine. Okay, that should give us peace. But it doesn't. It fails. Okay, you need a booster shot. And that still fails. And there are still people that are vaccinated that it's not the vaccine like we normally think of a vaccine. And there are people living in fear that are saying things like, oh, you can't come here if you're not vaccinated because you're dangerous or you're, um, there's things going on. Um, the so-called expert on infectious diseases has said recently he wouldn't allow someone unvaccinated in his house for Christmas. Mm. Um, but all of these things happen over and over again where they just keep bringing back fear. And they, they intentionally bring back fear. And, you know, Luke fourteen twenty seven. Jesus gives us something beyond what the world gives us. Mm. We're supposed to get peace out of science. We're supposed to get peace out of politicians. We're supposed to get piece out of talking heads or media or some celebrity that says something and all that kind of stuff. People are seeking peace all the time. But in doing so, they miss the one that's the greatest, and that's the peace of Christ. For Luke fourteen twenty seven says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. Not as the world gives do I give you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let them be afraid. It's a natural thing for humans to fear sickness and to fear death. Mm-hmm. That is a natural condition. It's all programmed into us. Otherwise, as a race, we as as a, as a species, we would not have existed mm-hmm. if we didn't have some self-preservation involved. Right. But through Christ, we have something beyond. We know that there's something beyond this life. So when this life is over, it's not the end. So I'm not afraid of the end of time here because it's not the end of time. Right. So... That peace coming from Christ, that explanation, the only reason that we really have peace is because Christ came into our into our world and was sent here 
to save us, to teach us, and through his death and resurrection, our salvation is secure. Even and if, he is yeah. a living God, so he, he didn't, when he left this earth, he did not leave us. We are not alone. Right, he didn't leave us as orphans, that's what he yep. said. And, you know, even if someone has the best of intentions or an organization has the best of intentions and is trying to give you peace, they can't. I mean, it will just be temporary, just like you said. Okay, another booster, another booster, or whatever it is. Uh, only Jesus can give lasting peace. And I wanted, I'm reading this interesting book. It's called A History of Love and Hate in 21 Statues by Peter Hughes. He's from the UK. And I just wanted to read, um, and I, I think this goes along with it, but I'm learning so much. But I, he's talking about how uh, statues are loved when they're put up and then they're torn down because people hate them later because they read them differently. And it happens throughout the, it, it's happening throughout history because the first one he talks about is Hatshepsut. Hatshepsut. Um, it was Egyptian pharaoh who was a woman. She made herself, not really made herself, but advertised herself as a man. Um, it was built because she was loved in four, 1460 BC and then it was destroyed at an unknown time. People tore it down because then they hated her for what she stood for. But I want to... And so I'm going to read, um, this is actually in the, in his introduction to this book. And he says, uh, as we descend, and he had just talked about um, the murder of George Floyd, is what he was talking about, and how it has divided, not just that, but a lot of things mm -hmm. people seem to want to divide right now into groups. He says, as we descend into spirals of hate, which become increasingly difficult to unravel, and these are fueled by fear, we mock the ideal to love our enemies, which I understand simply as respecting the humanity of those with whom we disagree, especially when we find ourselves in conflict with them. One of the finest expressions of this ideal can be found in the Gospel of Luke 6, 27-32. Jesus says, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. We fall short of this ideal to love our enemies in two ways. On the one hand, we accept the ideal but find ourselves continually succumbing to the temptation to hate. On the other, we refuse to accept that we have an equal obligation to all people and we justify this refusal in the belief that they are those who deserve our love and those who do not. And then he, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but he says, um, talking about prisoners of hate, when they hate those who are different than them because they think uh, mm -hmm. to seek places of protection against distress. This is a mistake. Distress is a necessary part of human condition. So they blame people rather than dealing with what's going on. If we seek to follow this instinct to eliminate these distressing states, we will do so by calling out those we hold responsible for our discomfort and de demonize them. This may begin with the destruction of statues, but it ends in the killing of people. I don't know if does that... This, this goes with it. The fear and hate go along with each other because we, we want to so. yeah, blame that. others that are different than us. Well, yeah, we want to we want to try and fix blame to someone or something, and it's the same way people will deny God exists because they say, "How can God exist if this is happening?" and all those kind of things. But I think when we look at fear, if there are things that um, 
we fear as children. There mm-hmm. are things that we fear as we grow. Th- fear can change. Oh yeah, fear when you're change. when you're little, it can be the fear of the dark. You have to have a nightlight. I was afraid. when you're older, you can't sleep with the light on. I was afraid of the the bathtub drain. I thought for sure I'd get sucked down the drain. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> Uh, little guy's fear of vacuum cleaners. I know our grandson was, his mother would torture him by chasing him around with a vacuum cleaner. Well, no, he's not afraid anymore. He's not afraid anymore, but he was initially. And all those kind of things, um, fear can come and go, can can be here and pass. Um, there are you know times when people think we're in the end times and they come and go and I'm sure that that was what was thought during World War II, those kind of things. But what we have to remember is not only what God promised us for the future, but also what God has done in the past. Mm -hmm. And that that fights fear better than anything else. Because when you are scared of something and then you remember that, hey, I got through this before, mm-hmm. that takes the fear away. Mm-hmm. Once we have a memory of a lack of fear mm-hmm. and we bring that forward, fear can be dissipated because of that. Joel 2.21 says, Fear not, O land, be glad and rejoice, for the Lord has done great things. Mm-hmm. So these things that have happened in the past, we see them. Uh, Matthew 10.26, So have no fear of them, for nothing is covered that will not be revealed or hidden that will not be made known. We are given the history that we have through the Bible and even our own experiences. We are given blessings from God on a regular basis. And if you recognize that, if you seek those things, mm-hmm. the fear won't be there. I think also... Because God conquered it in the past, why wouldn't he conquer it in the future? And I was going to say... Or one, the present. Yeah, one thing I say to myself all the time if something crazy happens, because it does, I say, God's in control. Mm-hmm. I mean, he never lets go of his go of us. I mean, we are in the palm of his hand. Anything that comes through, God is allowed. It doesn't mean he, that's really what he, but he just allows it and he'll take care of it. There's nothing beyond him. And Romans 8, you know, it says if God's on our side, mm-hmm. what does it matter? That That's a paraphrase. But I want to, I, I do want to go to our uh, passages that talk about the birth of Jesus mm-hmm. and one thing I noticed today, and I know I've read it before, but I think it's significant, and I never thought of it being significant before. It just it just didn't cross my mind. But every time, uh, I, and I have all these written down, um, when Joseph, Zechariah, Mary, the shepherds, not so much the shepherds, but the Joseph, Zechariah, and Mary, they're, I'll just read them. Okay, Matthew one twenty. They're what? They're called by name. Do not fear Joseph. Right, do not but, be afraid, but the shepherds like, right. were told, do not fear also. Yes, yes, yes. Right. But I was mean the personal name, um, sure. I think. So So G- Joseph was sleeping, and the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. So he said, yeah, do not fear to take. And then Luke one thirteen, going there. Luke one thirteen says, But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. And Luke one thirty says, uh, And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. 
And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. And then Luke 2.32 to the shepherds says, uh, oh, no, Luke 2. And an angel, and in the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord, and this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. What a neat sign. To right. not fear, and you have a little baby. Right. And it, in a world full of fear, we are called not to fear. And that is a challenge. But we have to remember, um, God gives us everything we need. Mm-hmm. Now, that's where faith comes in. Yeah. Without faith, it doesn't work. It's not like, I, I claim to be a Christian, therefore everything's going to be easy peasy and I'll never have to struggle. That's not what God promises. God never says he won't give us more than we can handle. He says he'll never give us more than we can handle with him. He can handle the things we can't. There will be trouble. Jesus says that. But he will handle the stuff that we can't handle ourselves Mm -hmm. as long as we give it to him. Mm -hmm. And that is, I think that's a message that the world needs to hear more and more. I think that's a message, you know, God's will be done and let it go at that. And I think these are things that people need to hear. Yeah, I do too. And while um, we have all the beautiful things of Christmas going on and there's Christmas trees and ornaments and lights and people singing carols and all those kind of things, the message that came through Christ has to be held on to and that is do not fear. Yeah, do not fear. That is the message that we have today, and that's the message we have in this country. We have everywhere we're at. Our message from Christ is, do not fear. I've got this. Mm. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows will never walk in darkness, but have the light of life. So if we are, uh, fear is usually fear of the unknown. Mm. Yeah. And if you have a light, if you're wandering around in the dark, Mm You know, if you go out and wander around the woods in the dark, it could be a scary place. There's noises, there's things you don't know. You're anticipating the unknown. Yeah. That's what causes fear. Usually, the anticipation of the unknown is a scary unknown, too. Right. You don't anticipate, like, no, what, but good things. Jesus right? says, I'm a lamp under your feet. So, he, when you have that light, there is no fear then. Here's then things, things that are familiar in the light can be scary in the darkness. Yeah. But if you bring the light into the darkness... It's not scary again. Now it's back to being like it was in daytime. John 1, 5. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And I'm remembering that verse. In this world, you will have troubles, mm-hmm. but take, but do not fear or take heart. I have overcome the world. Mm-hmm. I don't. Maybe you should look that verse up. Couldn't you look that up in this world? Yeah. Yeah, let me look. And our guest, this person, is, is slowly making their way to the... T- to, to the Chair, sit down, unknown guest. Don't say anything till you sit. In this world, you will have trouble. Is is uh, John sixteen thirty three? Okay. I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. That's where it starts. Yes. Then it says, "In this world you will have trouble, but take heart; I have overcome the world." Yes. But right out the bat, he says he tells us everything. He tells us he tells us so that we have peace, not fear. And yes, you're going to have trouble. 
But before that, he prefaced that with the fact that in Christ we can have peace. Okay, our guest is uh, sitting down on the chair. Don't miss it. Yeah. Our and guest welcome. is our son, our son, Peter. Say, have something to say to our our people. Uh, Don't be nervous. What would you like to say? This is our Christmas episode. Podcast. Say hello. This is Peter the Russian. Go ahead. Hi. Say hello. Howdy. Okay. There <laughs> Wait, you go. But I have a story I want oh, you to no. tell us. Oh, no. Pete. We're talking about do not fear. Do not fear. You have things you fear, right? Uh, Everyone, it's fine. Yeah. Go ahead, you do. Why don't you tell us that that story about you sitting on your bed, looking out the window, and you were fearing, looking up at the sky. uh, Remember? Yeah, tell us. And tell us why and what you were doing. Okay, so we were... I was... um, Talking with Kathy, with Kathy, a friend of ours, mm-hmm. and she was talking about all this disease and how the world's like getting darker and how they're chipping people. How and it she made it sound like the world's gonna end today. So then I kept looking out the window, waiting for, and she was like, "Oh, yeah, when the world ends, it's all just gonna." Sky's gonna fall and the lights are gonna go out and so on to the work waiting for. You were, like, I thought you were sitting on your bed looking out the window at the sky. Didn't you tell me that? I mean, no. I oh. Was, <laughs> I was more or less at work. Oh, well, he told me the story different, but part of it too was you were afraid. To actually read Revelation, because she was talking about Revelation. Uh, And I told you, well, that's definitely why you should read Revelation, because it has a great ending. There's a lot of good stuff in Revelation. Revelation can be a scary book for people that don't accept Christ. And also, if they don't even know what's in it. If they don't understand that part of it. The fact that no matter what happens, Christ has, has us in his hands. If you don't understand that part of it, then it then it can be a challenge, and sometimes it's easy for us to forget the "do not fear" verses. That's right. Even though there are so many of them in the Bible, it's not. It, it's easy for us to forget. Our head knows it, but our heart, our sometimes heart can forgets. sometimes lets it sleep slip. It is so, interesting to me that with you, Pete, you will tell a story, and it's totally different than. Well, I was the, the other times the day I was talking to you. I was in my room. Oh, okay. He's got a little colorful way of of embellishing things, <laughs> like how we were talking. Like last night when you said that the dog Maggie almost bit off your ear, and I just don't remember that. She's the mildest dog ever, and and he says it something to do with. Well, was a trained yet. Uh, uh, yeah, he made that up. <laughs> so he he likes to tell some I did, stories. I did make that up. Okay, would you like to tell everyone Merry Christmas? Good morning, sunshine. The earth says hello. Oh wait, I do have one more thing uh, I want you to share with our Christmas audience. Tell us the number one rule of the Elf Code. Uh, uh, 
Treat every day like Christmas. There's room for everyone on the nice list. <laughs> okay. Peter oh, is Peter Treat. is a savant when it comes to movies. Yes. But he I might not like, be able to make change for a buck, but he remembers every line from movies, and Elf is one of his favorite well, movies. Well, treat so. every day like Christmas. I love that one because that's really what Jesus tells us to do. Mm. Do not fear. Not the presence part. But, yeah, okay, so we'll just ask Peter a really quick question. How many dimes in a dollar? Four. <laughs> like I said, he's not make, He's not going to work the chill. That's quarters. <laughs> he's not going to work the chill anytime soon. So Pete wanted to come home for Christmas mainly to get presents, but he does enjoy hanging out with us. So tonight we're going to. I will say. Well, maybe you will hear this before uh, four o'clock today. We do it um, every year at our church. The pre-Baptist church, we have a Christmas Eve service at 4, and we end it with candlelight, which is really fun, and this is one of my favorite services of of the year. And so if you do hear this in time, and you don't know about it, we would love to have you. Don't have to be Baptist. I don't think I'm Baptist. I'm just Jane, and married to a Baptist preacher. And anyway, do and not fear. I'm silently rolling my eyes as we as as she's speaking. I don't know if you can roll your eyes non silently. Maybe if they're really crusty. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, you can't because they're not making any noise. Yes, they are. You, just because you can't hear it doesn't mean they don't make noise. Yeah, let's see. Your heart's beating right now, right? Yeah. And if I use a stethoscope, I can hear it, right? Yeah. I wonder if we put a stethoscope on our eyeballs so we can hear them roll. I don't know, but... I, I might get a stethoscope You go ahead and poke yourself in the eye with a stethoscope, see if you can hear it. Hey, we love you guys. Thanks for listening. Merry Christmas. Bye. Oh, I forgot to put this.